My name is Jen Yuchin. And I'm Ari Fox. And we're New Gaming News, a bi-weekly podcast and newsletter focused on the esports and gambling industry. We can start with Nevada approving some more esports betting. Yeah, I mean, you know, <clears throat> I, I, yeah, I saw that about the esports betting. I mean, I, I'm, I'm very much involved in that since I have a lot of contacts in Nevada. And I know yeah. the, but listen, the the bottom line is at this point, um, the casino, the casinos are closed. They're all closed in Nevada, um, and you know, um, it's interesting because from the political spectrum, they're like. You know, there's not much that they have to offer, and, and and right now the casinos are trying to stay afloat. They're trying to stay in business, so they're going to grasp at anything they possibly can. So, they had approved uh, esports betting a few years back. They had actually they, their town, their city was one of the first to take esports bets, um, uh, and then then New Jersey actually followed them and actually surpassed them, um, but. They are. Um, they've approved the esport betting for the LC, LCS, and the LEC, and and the Overwatch, um, and and that's great because that means that you know finally, 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 after three years of me running conferences and trying to teach these guys that it's important to get involved in esports on any level that they can. Well, it's funny because I wrote in my notes that anyone who's still on the fence about it needs to get off and start listening to you. I wrote that in my notes. (laughs) Well, that's, so now they're finally coming around. They are coming around and finally listening. And that's a good thing. And that's, that's a good thing because, you know, it's really becomes, you know, um, a way to create more legitimacy in the esports world. Now, esports obviously is, 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 at that, I mean, everyone knows what esports is. Everyone knows what video video gaming competitions are. I mean, if you don't, then you're pretty much living under a rock. Um, it's it's still I I mean, if you ask anyone, it's still a very young industry, um, and it's still in development. Um, and there's a lot of new things that will come down the pike, just like there's a lot of new games that will come down the pike. I mean, we we have the League of Legends. Um, championship series and you know the league of legends uh um you know uh european the, championship the european and championship masters. and then the, yeah the <laughs> masters and the overwatch so it, there are all these things but there is nothing for anyone to wager on right now there's nothing for anyone to bet on because there's no major league baseball there's no mm-hmm. football there's no soccer there's nothing and the thing is it's sad it's sad I mean, listen, I, 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 I just text some friends recently and I'm like, I'm going out of my mind. I'm going crazy because, you know, this whole thing is just becoming, you know, I mean, we've been hunkered down now since uh, some people started the March 3rd. I know my son is in high school, is a senior in high school. Mm. They closed on March 3rd. Yeah. So, and, you know, there's so many levels of um, of sadness and disappointment to look at, but then there's a lot of positive things that are happening because of the COVID issue and coronavirus. I mean, with these seniors that are in high school, they get no prom, they get no graduation. I mean, it's it's how do you just like you know everything that we know about our lives has changed now. Getting involved on the esports side of things and talking about esports specifically, 
if there's kids staying at home, obviously you're going to have more of an audience for an online audience to watch eSport tournaments and, and you know, the, for them to root for their favorite teams, et cetera, that kind of thing. But where do the sponsorships fit in? So you have all these people that are home because they were in college or they're in high mm-hmm. school now. But if, let's say, uh, one of these, I think, uh, that we talked about, uh, Honda, I think, is one of the sponsors of, of one of the tournaments. I think that's, I think that's I, yeah, for Madden, it's $220,000 tournament. But I think that's great that Honda's involved in it. But who could go to a Honda dealer to buy a car now? <laughs> yeah, but it's for after. Uh, after? I mean, but yeah. You're, <laughs> yeah you're it's going to be out of their mind. Yeah, I mean, you're, yeah, by that time, nobody's going to be thinking of it. That's so, interesting. I, I, I honestly, it's like, there's as much as esports is not affected because of coronavirus, because their the, the whole worlds are online, their support system, their sponsors, they, how do they connect to their audience if their audience can't actually go and check out a Honda and drive it, a test drive it at a, at a, at a, at a car dealership? Mm. If, if they're, uh, I don't know, um, Buffalo Wings or Taco Bell or something, I guess you could get it on roadside, but it's not the experience of actually going into a Taco Bell or experience Buffalo Wings, um, you know, while, while Buffalo Wings plays and going in and watching an eSport tournament on their screens yeah. or hanging out with your buddies and drinking beer. It's, there is an element that's missing. So as much as I think all sponsors should, should be sponsoring eSport tournaments, and they should be supporting the esports uh, uh, industry and growing it. At the same time, they're saying, "Hey, why would I do that? I'm I'm not getting. Nobody's going to come out to the car dealership. Nobody's going to come sit in my, you know, uh, Wild Buffalo Wings place and have a beer and stuff because I can't open my doors. So it's it's like." Oh, actually, it's the NHL that Honda's sponsoring. It's not the uh, Madden. Oh, even I just in, even to check in NHL. But you know, the more the more we we look at what's happening, it always comes back to the brick and mortar. I mean, that's part of our culture. It's part of our life. It's part of who we are as humans. I don't think you could ever take that element out of it. And even if you do have an entire online community. Eventually, sponsors are not going to sponsor because the, them sponsoring isn't going to get There's no ROI. Them at, there's no return on that. None. There's no return on that. So, um, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I mean, look at look. They'll probably do like if this thing continues, as it is continuing, with the whole coronavirus thing. Even there, though there are more people online playing, and even though there are more video games and more tournaments online, the sponsorship won't be there because that sponsorship, even if it was like a, uh, a drink or some kind of food that you could buy in the supermarket, how many of these young people are actually going to the supermarket to buy food? Their parents are going to buy food, not the people that, you know, wherever they're hunkered down. They're not the ones going to the supermarket it's kind to buy of short food. term, though. <clears throat> like, I understand what you're saying for right now. But, and I do agree with, like, Honda, for example. You can't go out and buy a Honda right now. Right. But as for different, it's only going to be a short term hit for sponsors. So, do no, you I think agree. that they shouldn't, they just shouldn't sponsor it at all? Or, like, 
hey, maybe this will make customers after COVID's over because everybody's going to want to go get out and they just got their checks. So maybe somebody got a check and they want to go put that money down on a Honda or something like that. Maybe that's how they're thinking rather than like, oh, in the short term, two months, no one's going out. Well, I 100% agree that there is that possibility that they would go out and they could use that. It's just a crappy time for everybody. It's like a crappy deal no matter what they do. I know. I mean, like look, look, all the credit card companies, for example, MasterCard, Visa, uh, American Express, they're all bracing because nobody's nobody's paid their credit cards. And they, it's going to be like for two month period. So do you think they're going to have enough money to, to turn around and sponsor things? They're going to be more concerned about how they're going to collect that money from people. And that's where they're going to put all their efforts. So we are even though things might be wonderful right now for esports, and they are, and I'm sure they're going to get even better mm. um, as we get as we move out of this pandemic, uh, I still think that there's going to be a lot of things, and it's going to be hard for them to gain sponsorship because sponsorship are just going to be concerned with staying alive and keeping the lights on. You know, forget about like the this you know getting more customers because even if you know, um, the economy, uh, the coronavirus, you know, is solved and that problem is solved. How many people are going to be out of work? That's you know, true. that, that they're going to be able to, yeah. How are they going to spend money on something that, where is it going to be that return? on? Well, now you're talking about like before the coronavirus, you're talking about, okay, I could sponsor and I might get this return on this investment because the people that are my audience have some money to spend, but now everybody's out of work. Yeah. What do you do then? So I think there's a lot of things I think we need to look at. Um, of course, you know, anyone that's involved in wagering, um, people are going to be wagering regardless, no matter what. And there's a lot of businesses that are online businesses. So some people still have money to wager and bet online. So those things will still be around. Do I, I mean, right now I know that William Hill is not taking any uh, bets for more than $1,000 on um, any esport tournaments, and the reason is because they'll 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 do this because they have no other choice because there's no baseball, there's no other conventional sports, but they will only do it in a tepid manner. Well, like when why you, is you, that? You, because they're they're, they're untrustworthy of the uh, of of the of the fairness. They think there's cheating going on. They don't mm-hmm. understand how there's not because you know in in, in esports it's actually less cheating. Because people, everything's tracked electronically. Yeah, so true. So you can't, you can't track a baseball player in the field if he happens to drop a ball. Like you don't know what went through his head. Yeah. But 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 in in video game play and in competitions and esports, you can actually see patterns of patterns of behavior, and those are those are um, that's data that's recorded from every single play that that professional has played. So when they go and they play a tournament, if there's something erratic about their play, based on all the data of prior play and prior tournaments, you could say that that person was throwing the game. Because how, how else can they find, you know, how else can they find that that person threw a match? Yeah. Um, and they have found people to, that have thrown matches. In China, it, one of the, some of the Chinese teams have thrown matches. Some of the South Korean teams have thrown matches in, in um, StarCraft or, uh, yeah, StarCraft and some of the other games. Yeah. So, 
But anyway, so that's, you know, that's what I was pointing out. But no, it's interesting that the Nevada uh, has approved that. I, I, it's not, it's not surprising to me knowing that I, you know, knowing the people I know in, mm-hmm. in, in, and and what, what I thought Nevada would do. Do you think because, this is like a catalyst for more, um, for more things to be approved, more betting to be approved in the esports world? Well, it's in the, Nevada it's at least. The, it's the beginning. It's the tip of the beginning of the iceberg. Mm. The rest of the iceberg involves peer-to-peer play, betting on peer-to-peer um, team, betting on team-to-team play on amateur levels, and and, and coming into. The casino, because when the casino realizes that not only can they make money on wagering, but they'll also be able to attract people to their properties and let them bet on each other to play mm. uh, games and they get a rake. In other words, they'll get like, so next time, you, you know, Jan, when you come into Vegas, you'll hopefully you'll be able to sit down with a buddy or a friend and say, I'll bet you 20 bucks. I can beat you at this and they'll bet 20 bucks and you put that into the machine the casino gets 10 or whatever the, the take is, and then you guys play for the balance of the amount, rest yeah. of the amount. And that's fair enough. Right. But for it's, it's it all, yeah, but it's like, it's like an arcade, but it's arcade to win money. Yeah, I understand. And I think people would enjoy that. I of think that's what it. it's missing. And I know you've been saying this for a very long time, but that's exactly what it's missing. Right, it's it's like I've always said, it's peer to peer. It's missing peer to peer. The only thing that's peer to peer is like tables, which is fine, but you're really betting against like a bunch of people. You kind of want something more private for your friends. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 uh, multiplayer games where you can bet not only with the people uh, that are there that you can beat them, or you could bet with somebody online. So let's say you're by yourself, but you walk up to a console to I don't know to play Street Fighter or you want to play some VR game, mm-hmm. or you want, or you want to play. Um, let me just think of a single person players. I don't know anything. Smash, whatever it is, and um, you want to go and play, or you want to play Call of Duty, let's say, but you're by yourself. I mean, they could play two on two, or we could play one on one, or play as an individual, or you want to play uh, a, pu- a PUBG game. What I'm saying is that the casinos eventually, and what I envision is that. Any of these games are going to be licensed. They're going to be licensed by the casino from these publishers. That they're going to be on a local a local access network just for the casino, and anyone that goes up to play uh, any of those games are playing for money. So if you're playing on a, a PUBG game, um, but you're by yourself, the other people aren't there. They're in other casinos across the, across the world. Mm. So they're going up to consoles and or computers, and they're playing against you, but they have to be present in a casino. And how cool is that? No, that would be awesome. And then maybe it's, would... like, displayed on the screen above. That way, like, right. you're also, because people love their, like, minute of fame. So mm-hmm. it's like, okay, now the this casino on the total opposite side of the country, world, whatever, can now see me. It feeds into the streamer mentality as well and, like, just kind of wanting to be seen. It hits so many different mental levels of, right, like, but, obsession but, but in the, a good way. But, but, but the point is that those, those matches, because that person that's sitting there is an amateur and they may be playing. I mean, they could, it, it could be a semi-pro that's sitting there playing on the other side or it could be a professional player playing on the other side. Yeah. But at these particular terminals, 
with the screen on top and people watching it, you can't bet on those. Yeah. They won't take bets on them. Why don't they take bets on them? They can't take bets on them because if somebody bets on an amateur playing at that particular location in that casino, that person can easily throw the game. So you can't you can't bet on amateur play. Yeah. You know, they those those actual matches need to be uh, as they are. They're sanctioned, mm. and those those actual matches, the people are, you know, they have to go through freaking metal detectors so they're not carrying a, uh, a USB thing yeah. that they could stick in their console. Everything is checked and then checked again, like with ESIC, you know, the Esports Integrity Coalition and other groups that check that, make sure that everybody's on the up and up on a pro level. But when you go into a casino and you're, you want to just play for fun with some friends to win a little bit of cash... Um, you're playing against someone else somewhere else, but those games cannot be bet on by other people who are viewing what you're doing. That makes sense. It makes sense because, you know, you, you don't, you know, if you got more... Yeah, that's let, just peer-to-peer -peer play. Yeah, because think of the scenario. So let's say there was somebody sitting there was an amateur and they're playing someone else somewhere in another state in another casino and a bunch of the friends, someone in the crowd says, all right, I'm going to take a bet on this guy. He's going to beat that other guy. And then they can, they can, there can be collusion with that guy to sway all the other people to bring in their money. And then by doing so, he's got, he knows the guy who's playing and, and then the guy loses. But the, you know what I mean? He built the pop, like, let's say there's someone in the crowd that can, that's not trustworthy. He builds the pot, the pot up. And he's in collusion with the actual guy that's playing, and the guy that's playing throws the match. But he bet him to, but he bet the guy to lose. But he was telling everybody that they should bet on him to win. So there's, there's, you can't trust, uh, you know, when someone's just playing casually in a casino. Because there's no regulation around it. Right, there's no regulation around it. You, the only thing that's regulated is what you can control that's being played on that server. Yeah. And that's it. If the person loses, then they lost, but nobody else is losing any money. So the casino isn't uh, held liable for any of those people who lost money if somebody cheated. Mm. So that's why you can't – that's why if, let's say, there were baseball stadiums and a bunch of people in the, in the casino wanted to play against another baseball team and they weren't professionals um, and they started taking bets there, um, who would win the, who would win the game – it wouldn't be legal because there would be no way to control the outcome of the game because it wouldn't be leveled or sanctioned on the professional level. And so that's what I'm saying is that the same thing occurs here. Any games that you would be able to bet on would be only sanctioned by professional leagues like, um, you know, the League of Legends uh, League or, uh, you know, any of those or, or the uh, Overwatch League. Whatever it is, yes, whatever and, it is, and 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 only those games would be sanctioned, and uh, um, they would be at the book the book area in the casino where people. Well, I think it would should, it should be a separate esports book area, but in the book area, and only those games would be um, able to be bet on because it's all pros. So, but that's the that's the greatest part about esports is because esports you can not only uh, bet on pros. But you can also play yourself, mm. and and that's that's the coolest part about how well it would adapt into a casino environment, because 
It's already in a digital. Casino. Yeah, so it's digital, and it's not like you can't bet on you can't play baseball inside of a casino. Yeah, but you can bet on professional baseball, but you can't play baseball. So how cool is it that you can actually play games that are bet on in the casino on a pro level, and you can test your ability to play someone else on an amateur level? I think that's great I because totally it just agree. it just adds it connects the two worlds. Like right now, when you go into a casino. All you have are slot machines and table games. That's not relative to anything that's going on at the sports book. Mm, sports book is a whole other group of people. So what I'm saying is because of the way that the, the, the video gaming world is built, fans not only like to watch pro people play and then bet on those pro people play. But they like to playing, play themselves and would like but, to bet with their friends against their friends. Exactly. It's kind of like the World Poker. It's very related to poker. Yes. So you have the World Poker Tour on ESPN and actual people who are enthusiasts of poker can actually enter into tournaments uh, at, at, at casinos too. But uh, esports is way bigger than poker and video gaming is way bigger than that. So once the casino industry understands that, once they can you know, grapulate that and it makes sense, then they're going to see that there's so much more money they can make on that and and crowds would bring you know you'd bring in enormous amounts of people to play each other in tournaments on an amateur semi-pro and pro level mm -hmm. so it's an all-around good thing but um anyway so getting back to what we were doing uh the other thing we talked about the madden thing <clears throat> well, um, we're talking about entertainment in general right now so that segues really well into the Fortnite event with Travis Scott, which I do think is a perfect example of kind of also what you've always been talking about with casinos, where they need that extra, like, just entertainment value. Mm -hmm. And Fortnite does it well. I don't know what this means for the future of entertainment, but it's definitely a crazy crossover and a peek into it. Um, I don't know if you're from, did you watch it at all? Should I explain it? Uh, yeah, why don't you go into a little explanation? We'll so, Fortnite had this in-game concert, much like they did with the Marshmallow EDM artist, but this time it was with um, Travis Scott. Mm -hmm. So, it was awesome. It was like an interactive digital music video. It was like Travis Scott blown up, obviously, inside of the game, like walking around, and then at one point you're like swimming in the ocean with jellyfish during this performance. And it's just very immersive, very cool, and interactive. And I think that especially casino industry, the casino industry can learn something from this too, even if it's like a VR experience, like developing VR concert experiences, much like the Michael Jackson thing, except maybe it's a real performer, but it's like a hologram or it's in VR, blown up, huge, at your casino for this amount of money. It's right. just, yeah, it's no, the future I, of interactive entertainment. Well, that's where we're going with all of this. I think eventually in the movie theaters, for example, Hollywood's going to start coming out with movies where you're actually immersed into the movie that you're watching. You see the drama. You see somebody walk by mm. you. You're sitting in a living room. You know, it's it's all it's all, we're going to reach that level of interaction with the well, Netflix the, has been the, slowly doing that with certain, I think, movies or TV shows where it's like choose your own adventure, much like a video game. Right. Um. 
And this is kind right. of like it's, the it's, similar thing it's, where the it's, worlds it's, are colliding. It's like the book yeah. Brave New World where the TV. Well, this is this is why. World. Listen, I, I watched. It, it's it's inevit it's an inevitability. I mean, at my event that we're having in September, please God, let there no be a coronavirus problem and let it all be cured Agreed. by then. Um, you know, uh, Tom Silhouettes from um, Paramount Pictures is one of our, or will be one of our speakers there. Um, and he, they call him the futurist. Mm. They, you know, these huge studios, Paramount Pictures, Warner Brothers, Universal Studios, Lionsgate, all these big studios in Hollywood have hired guys like, like this guy, Tim, to look into the future. What are we going to do next? Mm -hmm. Now, I got to tell you something. Tencent Games, when I was watching that, because I, I mentioned this earlier to you, I was watching that, um, the movie, um, uh, Can I Be Your Neighbor, or whatever it's called, the one about uh, Mr. Rogers, Tom Hanks mm -hmm. plays, plays Mr. Rogers. Um, in the beginning of the film, it says Tencent Pictures. I mean, Tencent, Tencent owns a studio or they're involved in, 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 in movie production. So Tencent Games is another division. Interesting. But obviously we have Tencent Games, we have Tencent Studios. So somewhere in between those two divisions of their company, obviously they're talking to one another yeah. to, to create immersive experiences like the Fortnite thing you just mentioned. Yes. Now, now Epic Games... Tim Sweeney, the CEO of Epic Games, um, he doesn't have an, a movie studio, but he is definitely interacting with the music industry, yes. who's heavily involved in, 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 I mean, a lot of musicians, guys like, you know, um, you know, Khalid and, and um, uh, what's his name, uh, with all the tattoos on his face. Um, Post Malone? Yeah. Malone, yeah. That guy... Uh, these all these guys are gamers. They play video games all the time. Yes. So it's only a natural progression that you got guys like Post Malone and other these guys that that are entering into the video game world and these two worlds are colliding. Electric dance music, marshmallow. It makes sense. I mean, look at um, uh, what's his name, uh, Aoki, Steve Aoki. Steve Aoki is you know is, he does EDM. I mean, the guy is part owner of Rogue. So it makes sense because that's the next evolution of how to connect to gamers who also like music. It's it, it's all going to merge into one eventually. Well, it's funny because um, that is also the natural step because something that was huge specifically for like the rap genre and like hip hop genre of music was NBA 2K. Uh, putting music in their menu screens, like real artists. And NBA, not NBA, uh, Madden as well. Lots of artists and songs got popular because they were in the home screen or the menu screen of Madden. You know, I recently saw uh, today that... Crates uh, fans. Yeah, I recently saw at CSL, the Collegiate Starling. Yeah. And, t and TikTok are doing a tournament. That's awesome. Yeah, so I mean... What is TikTok? TikTok is mostly dancing and music and, yeah. you know, people enjoying that. Lip singing, that. things like that. Lip, lip singing. Um, and, and I think they're, it's all part of that culture. It's just all an immersion of things. If you're a business As, right now, you should get a TikTok. It doesn't have to be dancing. It can just be you talking about your business. 
Yeah, I know. Straight up. Um, Everybody listening, yeah. get a TikTok. I don't care who you are. <laughs> well, you're, you're, you know, you're funny because, Jen, you're, wait, you're 26, right? I'm 28, but yeah, or, close enough. You're 20, you're 28. Now, if you went on, if you're on TikTok, there's going to be trolls that are like 16 going, you're too old to be on TikTok. Who cares? That's everywhere. <laughs> Because I see a lot. Of, I just downloaded it now because we're in quarantine. And I yeah. have nothing else to do. And, um, you know, I, I've been I've been um, TikTok shamed because I'm I'm too old That's to have on TikTok. The platform? Well, not on the platform, but like, you know, my son, mm, uh, yeah. you know, like, what are you doing on TikTok, dad? You know, you're you're why are you on TikTok? And it's hysterical because the younger generations um, when you get when they start seeing older people going onto their platforms, that's when they that dip they, out. What? That's when they dip out. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, they're like, oh no, no, this is wrong. We don't want to get involved in this because then you see what they're doing. It's like when Facebook came out. Well, and- I was talking to an eighteen-year-old yesterday or the day before, and he made fun of me for having a Facebook. <laughs> He's like, oh, you're old. <laughs> oh my god. Well, here, so, so I mean, listen. The funny part about it is that, you know, if it were for us, people like us, to educate others in business like casinos and stuff like that and how to get involved in video gaming and esports, there won't be any future entertainment for these younger people. So they should show some respect. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I it's uh, there's not much more, I think, going on. There was little news these see. past two weeks. It was all just like sponsorships and stuff just arbitrary yeah i mean you know a lot of the a lot of the thing is that you know esports is very hot right now obviously from the wagering perspective Mm. because there isn't anything else going on and a lot of people are talking about it but don't kid yourself um right now everyone is sucking a nut we're all like pretty you know worried about what's going on and there's not a lot of people at work right now um so even esports itself is feeling the pinch um, as much as it's being talked about in the news. Yeah, especially um, land centers, too, and things like that. Yeah, land centers, it's a very rough time for them. Um, but it'll come back. Uh, we just need some time. I need. I, I, I saw Governor Murphy talking today and Governor Cuomo, and, you know, they're all talking about how they're going to reopen and how the hospitalizations are going to go down. I mean, what, I just recently saw an article about Nevada. The people of Nevada are complaining because their neighboring state, Colorado, has more COVID cases and more deaths in that state, yet this, the, that state, Colorado, is opening up their hair salons, their gyms, and everything else by May 1st. That's wild. So Nevada's like, wait a minute, what about us? You know, we're, we're, we got these casinos here, um, and I, I gotta tell you honestly, this is, this is my honestly opinion, uh, obviously, you know, the scientists and all of the people that have looked into, you know, vaccinations, what this is. I mean, when it first came out, you know, um, and they've known about these virals, these viral things with SARS and all the other stuff. Mm. But when it first came out, nobody knew anything about it. And honestly, I've looked in the news. This is almost two months later since it's been in the United States. And still, there are no scientists that can give you good answers about anything. Yeah, you're so right. So, but, so we all have to kind of look at this and say, hmm, what's that assumption? Now, think about it. Nevada is a desert state. It gets, I just spoke to a guy um, 
his name is Keith Wagoneer. He runs a, a esport. Um, oh a yeah, video I met gaming. Keith at the um, casino esports conference. What is it? Right, name? right. He's, he, um, he run- Button Masher. Uh, yeah, ButtonSmasher.com. Um, and Keith, he can thank me for the plug later. But um, but the point of my point being is that um, I asked him today. I said, "Well, what's going on there, like weather-wise?" He says, "It's getting hot because it's like 85, 90 degrees consistently on a day-to-day basis." And I have a feeling that um, this virus does not do well in dry climates, dry, hot climates. And like it spreads. Um, I don't think it spreads at all. Oh, I think no. it dies. It dies it can't, in the heat it, is what you're saying. Okay. Yeah, it's in, like this the desert is intense. I mean, you were there in the in September. It what was the hot. Lap? It's very hot. It gets like 110 degrees. Yeah, it was hot. It's hot. So, I don't think that at least there or in desert climates that it's going to it's going to be able to 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 spread as as well as it does in other places. Interesting. And 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 Nevada has every good reason to complain that, you know, wait wait a minute, Colorado's opening their gyms and so, and hair salons. And yeah, we, what about we, us? Yeah, what about us? So, um, I'm I don't know. I'm not a doctor or a scientist, but I and, and I'm definitely not going to tell people to put uh, bleach in their veins uh, or really strong light <laughs> <laughs> or really strong. But but I I definitely know, and I have read some articles that there's UV rays. Of light that they're that they've they've found that is not cancerous to people. Um, that knocks safe us to... out. No, no, not for people. It's for surfaces. Ah, okay. So, like they they have they can they flash this UV light in a in a room or in a building, and it kills all coronavirus. Mm. Actually, it kills all viruses, but it kills all the germs. I don't know if you knew this. Um, but I was at at CES. I'm gonna give someone else a plug. There's a there's a product. Uh, it's called Cleanbox, um, and the woman that runs it, her name is Amy Hendrick, and Amy is CEO of that company. And what that does is it's a UV box, and you put um, a VR headset in the box, and then when that the, you turn on the, you turn on the UV light and it kills all the germs inside or on the UV uh, on the uh, VR headset. So it's good for like use for like if you're going to have like a, a bunch of people like for example if it was at a casino and you had a VR game. No, it's great. Yeah, you put the thing in the in the box each time, or it, go, it gets it gets sucked up into a into a, a top thing, and it and it gets cleaned with uh, VR. Uh, with uh, I'm sorry, with um, uh, UV rays. UV rays kills all the germs, and then you can put it on. So it's it, there's it's basically wow. germ free every single time. So you can keep yours. You don't need masks. You don't need to wipe it down. None of that. It's wild. So, so that is actually the same. That's the same concept, um, except you're now using those same UV rays to kill um, viruses in large rooms. Yeah. So that's the that's what makes the spread spread. By the way, is that if you touch a surface, and if you have coronavirus and someone else touches the surface, then you're gonna you can you can get it. And that that's a problem with the land centers because if you have these land centers 
and people are all using these, you know, the the um, the consoles or they're using their um, their controllers. People are touching the same controller; they can spread the coronavirus. So you have to have these UV rays. I guarantee you. And it wouldn't moving... apologize. I apologize for my ignorance on it, but it wouldn't like affect the electronics. No, no, hmm. it's safe to use. It's safe to use on electronics. It's, I had no idea. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's. But that's why I'm saying that there could be there could be something that the the scientists don't know yet about the sun, and and that the sun obviously has multiple different UV types of radiation and rays that come down. And I, I can tell you, I can guarantee you, because we spoke about this, that, you know, I, I mentioned that I may have had COVID in March, but when I was in Connecticut, I would sit outside in the sun for 20 minutes almost daily and felt 100 times better. Whenever there was sunlight, because we don't, we don't get much in the East Coast, yeah. but whenever I could find the sunlight, I would sit I in the sun. I think you could say that like any, about any day, though. What do you mean? Of course, sunlight makes you feel better. No, of course it does, but I think it has some something else in it that's that is that permeates the skin. I mean, when you're tan, I mean, how often is it that when the sun is out longer, how often do you get a cold or feel sick in the summertime? When the sun's out till nine o'clock at night. Hmm. So there's something to it, um, and there's something to the UV rays that they're instituting. And to clean surfaces, yes. and that includes cleaning all surfaces, like in public places. Yeah. So as we move forward, I think you're going to find a lot more, um, uh, you know, a lot more of this science moving forward to keep everybody healthy, and it may even eradicate the flu season. It could even help with the flu season. So we'll see. But I think that as a as a human race in the world, I have a lot of hope. Um, and, uh, you know, next time in two weeks from now, and I always say this, maybe we won't have to be hunkered down anymore. <laughs> That'd be nice. I'm sure yeah. everybody feels the same exact way. I know they're all going crazy, <laughs> but in the meantime, you can escape into a video game and have a great time. Agreed. Anyway, well, it was great talking to you. Thank you everybody for listening. Thank you everybody. And, um, we'll see you next time. Stay safe. Thank you.